podcast that tries to take the somewhat onerous task of writing and make it a little less onerous. I'm one of your hosts, Mary Mascari. And I'm your other host, Melissa Long. So once again, we are completing or doing these rules. How many of these rules have we done? Ten, maybe twelve. I don't know. <laughs> Not nearly as much as we thought. <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, twenty-two rules. This is great. Do the summer, and now we're like, oh god, there's so many rules. <laughs> That's like half a year. Like we really, yeah, <laughs> we, we're so good at math. <laughs> oh yeah, and I there's there's a couple I don't think we're gonna do. Like there's that one with like once upon a time there was blank and then blank and then finally it's blank for plot. Plot. It's plot. Okay, well, I guess, yeah, as a plotter, you would say that, wouldn't you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I've totally used it. You're like, no, that's awesome. What are you talking about? That's the heart of everything. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only one I knew. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll we'll put it back on the list. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. Um, So we're finishing up the, we kind of grouped them by theme, and we picked four that were writing confidence or writing with confidence, and last week we did two and eight, and today we are doing 14 and 17. Uh, 14 is, why must you tell this story? What's the belief within you that the story feeds off of? That's the heart of it. And then number 17, and this one's going to sound familiar because I think we've hit this one a lot, but it bears repeating. Uh, no work is ever wasted. If it's not working, let go and move on. It'll come back around to be useful later. Yeah, we said that so many times. <laughs> yeah, like I think that was in our first podcast. Yeah, I think, I think <laughs> no, I think no work is ever ra- wasted was a quote from like our first one or two. No writing is ever wasted or something like that. Yeah, yeah, because it's true. So true. But I'm going to start with 14. Um, and there's there's kind of three parts to this. There's just two questions and then makes a statement. Uh, so the first thing is, why must you tell this story? And for me, this is kind of tricky because, you know, as a perfectionist, as you can understand, I could, this could make the work kind of precious, kind of like significant, like, because this is my story. This is the story I must tell. And you can confuse that with the work. And either that gives you so much pressure that you can't even start because suddenly you have to write your heart's story, go, or you love it too much. And you're like, no, this is amazing because this is my heart story. I can't touch it. It's precious. So I don't know. It was kind of tricky. What do you think about that one? Yeah. So I will just say as a woman of color, this is one of those things that people would tell me when I first started writing. Like, oh, you have to write this type of story. Like you you have to write a story with a black female protagonist. You have mm-hmm. to write a story from this perspective. Um, and there's a lot of talk right now about – who can tell certain stories, Right. which I don't know that there's a, a right or wrong answer personally to me. I think part of the beauty of writing as in acting is that like you can transform and tap into someone else um, and someone else's emotions and have that empathy and, and bring light to that. But I say that because I don't think this is really a statement about you having the credibility to tell a story, um, but rather you having a passion 
for something that is going to carry you through this very time-consuming process of drafting a story, of revising a story, and then of being very vulnerable and putting it out into the world where people are going to critique it, whether you want them to or not. You're going to get criticisms. There are going to be people who don't understand it. And if you're not passionate about what you're writing, like it is going to feel painful and you're going to be like, why am I doing this? I mean, it's going to feel painful regardless, but that'll help. It may be. I don't know. I don't think. No. I don't think it'll feel painful. Regardless, we're trying to make this easier, Mary. I'm sorry. <laughs> I gotta acknowledge. Uh, but it's hard. I mean, that's the whole point. But yeah, I think what makes it easier is like is believing in it. Um, and it is, what's the belief within you that this story feeds off of? So it's not like, and I think that's better. Like it's not that you're writing your story. It's like you are expressing a belief that's important. Yeah, and. Like for Pixar, I remember they said that their stories are about someone uh, having some problem and then getting through it with the help from their family. And if you look, that's what everything's about. Family can be defined different ways. In fact, very rarely is the family a blood family. Uh, but, you know, so, so that's family. Family is their thing. And that's high level enough that I think you can connect to it, you can believe in it, and you can riff off of it without pounding uh, moral in or getting caught up in having to be the voice of this to everybody. You know, I have to now represent this important thing myself. But if you kind of have a theme, I guess that's the heart, right? I mean, I wrote down, there aren't many absolute truths. What are yours? Then being aware of what that is, defining that, doing some soul searching, I think that'll feed you really well because then you know who you are and what you're about. Exactly. I like that concept of theme. I know we've touched on that before too, but really understanding like what is the what is the theme, what is the question, what is the the value um, and the perspective that you're bringing to that story, right? Because some people will tell you, oh, you know, there's seven stories, like every story has been redone. And the thing that distinguishing distinguishes you from someone else is your perspective and your take and your approach. Um, but again, it's, it's got to be true to you. That's when we, what we mean when we talk about authenticity. Yeah, you have to know yourself and, and kind of know why you're doing it. And maybe you don't know right away. You know, maybe you, you start writing just to write and that's okay too. And you'll discover it through the writing. You know, this is something that takes time. I don't think anyone comes out of high school going, I believe in this. I mean, some people do, but I, I think this is something that's going to develop over time and something you're going to learn about yourself. You can't, oh, and there's something else is that you, it has to be personal. It has to be yours. You cannot write to please others. You can write to entertain others, but at first you have to please yourself. You have to, you have to um, write the story for yourself. So you have to be true to your own, to that truth, whatever that is. And uh, that, that comes first before markets or agents or, producers or anything else. Yeah. And I just, I, so I want to actually go to the business side of this for mm -hmm. a second, because um, I've been practicing pitch and going out on meetings and talking with other writers who are going out on meetings with um, studio execs and showrunners and trying to get staffed. And one of the things that I'm constantly hearing is you have to be able to articulate this for somebody who's going to hire you 
to work on a television show or who's going to trust you with material to adapt it into a film mm-hmm. or, or a TV show. They want to know why should I choose you to write this script or to adapt my book or to adapt my project versus someone else. Um, so it's not just something that is like, oh, well, this is great in theory. And like, yeah, I guess you should do this when you're writing your novel. It really is like people want to understand the connection that you have to the work and they want to see that passion. And Hollywood is like, it may not seem like it, (laughs) but but a lot of the conversations about who gets to do which project is tied to their ability to articulate this statement. Oh, that's that's amazing. And it can't just be, I want to be a famous writer. I want an Oscar. That's why. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Yeah. Got to do some soul searching. I'd be really curious to hear what like the Angry Birds pitch was. (laughs) Like, 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 let me adapt this iPhone game. (laughs) I think that one was mostly about having some fun, but there was a, a some heart to it. Not a whole lot. It was mostly just let's play. Let's have a good time. I think that's that's important too, you know, to say like, hey, I just want to, I'm just here to, to have a good time. I remember uh, hearing an interview with the lead singer of Smash Mouth. Mm-hmm. He was saying, sitting there with his funny little uh, beard that just goes along his jawline and his bleached Guy Fieri hair. And he's like, dude, we are just a fun in the sun band. We never wanted to be anything else. We're, we do that. We're good at it. People might complain that that's all we are, but that's all we want to be. And we're great at it. And I thought that was a really wise statement to say this is what we're about and i don't need to be paul simon we're gonna be just have a good time and i'll tell you what i went to a little concert of theirs and it was a blast they are there to have fun and it was fun mission accomplished i love it and that's why i feel no shame in my writing choices i'm like I write for fun. I'm not trying to win an Oscar out here. I'm like, I I write pop culture. I love pop culture. And if I want to write vampires, I'm going to write vampires. I'm going to write them the way I want to. And I don't care what you think. It makes a lot. It's really important. These silly little fluffy things. People take them. They need them. You know, it's a little serotonin generator. Well, all right then. So the second one is number 17. Uh, no work is ever wasted. If it's not working, let go and move on. It'll come back around to be useful later. And I've said this before. We, we've talked about this so many times, but I, I came up with a really cool thing uh, and I want to share it. So that's why I wanted to do this one. Um, I've, I've said many, many times writing is cheap, right? It's cheap. You can you make more words anytime. Um, this week I started actually uh, drawing a little more and even playing with watercolors so I'm thinking a little more artistically think about this think about your words as like like a tube of paint right it's cheap you can always get more like so you squirt it out onto the palette you play around with it you're never worried about oh my god I'm gonna run out of paint let me be careful with this paint yeah you can get more paint especially since you make the paint um so think about your words as Use them uh, recklessly. Use them without any concern for budget of words. You can go crazy with them. Don't take them too seriously, especially at first. So just like a painter is going to squirt over their, their paints on the palette and put it on the canvas, that's how you should do with your words. And the great thing is, is that unlike paint, the bit you take out remains intact. So like if I have a painting and I screw it up, I can maybe paint over it, maybe not. But 
you can for writing you could take it out but it still exists just as it is so it's not even lost yeah and even if you don't use it it was still worth uh, doing it what do you think of that uh painting metaphor you like it <laughs> i like it <laughs> i'm not a painter i'm an awful painter and i'd be like i would probably be hoarding my paint <laughs> Like, but but what what if I do it wrong? I can't I can't use this. I don't want to mix this color with this or whatever. Yeah. I've, oh, I have another one. I have another metaphor. Um, yeah. When I I am of the age that uh, arcades were around when I was a kid, and I remember my brother had a birthday party in an arcade, and we all got like I don't know twenty tokens or something to go around and play. And I'm like, I only have twenty tokens, and I kept them tight in my fist. Actually, it was in one of those little uh, plastic coin holders that was kind of round and had a slit down the middle and you can open it like a mouth. Um, I don't think they make them anymore. I'm very, very old. Uh, but I'm walking around the arcade holding my tokens, not sure where I want to spend them. And by the end, and then the party ended. By the end of the party, I'd played like two games. So I spent the whole time worrying about when to play it. In the arcade of your writing, all the games are on free play. So go on in, have a time. It's fine. Don't hoard your, hoard your writing tokens. Get in there and play Galaga. Woo-hoo. So that's my other one. What do you think? <laughs> I like that one better. I can I can visual I can feel it in my bones. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I you know, I when you were talking about that, I was thinking about um something that comes up here in LA. Everybody's all like, ooh, law of attraction, the universe brings things and you know, crystals and whole like we could do a whole other podcast on some <laughs> of the stuff that I've learned since I've moved out to LA. Um, but one of the things that often comes up is this scarcity mindset and operating yeah. in a scarcity mindset. And I think we can write it from that place of scarcity, like, oh, because it's so hard for me to find the time to write. Um, and because it feels like an indulgence, maybe because it's not my it's not the job that's bringing in money to support me as a career. Yeah. We get very precious about the product that we're trying to create. And we want to make use of that time. Like, that's good. Time is is very valuable. At the same time, though, like, we don't want to be operating from the scarcity point of view where, like, we're like, oh, well, it's – I can't – I'm never going to be able to create this again or I'm going to run out of the words or I'm going to – like, it's just not going to show up. Like, you have to – be open. You have to take the journey. You have to know that it's not a mistake. It's the path that you needed to go on to find the right story and that you're probably going to end up using some of that material again in a future thing, even if it's just content that you throw in your newsletter for your fans who are really obsessed with your story after it's published or it's used to create a a Wikipedia page. I don't know. Like, (laughs) it's still helpful stuff. Pluck a character, right? You pluck a character from something or a description or, or, or even if you never touch it again, you can look back at it and go, wow, I've gotten a lot better since then. Even that is valuable. It's all, it's all the, the building, the scaffolding that you're climbing up to get better. And there's no top to the scaffolding either. It's not like it's a, you know, you reach the top, hooray, you win. It's just an ongoing thing. I guess you're building, I don't know, Great Wall of China. You're just moving along. You're not moving up. I don't know. Now, see, my metaphors have failed me now. I was great before. Now they're done. I got nothing. (laughs) You get one. You get one good metaphor. (laughs) The metaphor gods giveth and taketh away. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, cool. So, yeah, I guess to sum up, you have to write from your heart, but you can write a lot from your heart. (laughs) 
So writing is at one point your lifeblood and what you're about as a person, but also a big pile of crap um, at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) But I think if you chill out, you know who you are, you know what you're about, and you have confidence that the words will come, it'll get there eventually. And no matter what you do, it's getting you forward. It's getting you closer to expressing that truth that's inside you. If you feel that way, I think you can't go wrong. Agreed. Agreed. Well, then with that. Oh, wait, no, I, I will say we got to uh, do our plugs for social media and stuff. Social media. Um, we're on the socials. Uh, so there's that. But I'm also going to I did this last week. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to make a plea. Uh, if you were listening, please go to the iTunes store and leave us a review. It doesn't have to be long, um, but just a couple words. Just, hey, it's great. We like them. I like people whose names begin with M, whatever. Um, that helps us because it, there's like algorithms and things that run and say, oh, I've got this. People have this many reviews. Therefore, people like it. I'm going to recommend it. And who reviewed it? I think they they're watching your every move and stuff like that. I don't know. But it does help. And so if you can, toss a couple words up there. We would appreciate it. It would mean the world to us. I like it. Write us a review. <laughs> Please. We'll be your friend forever. We will. I mean, I at this point, I'd say I'll bake you cookies. Um, but I don't know where anybody is, so that'll be hard. I'll tell you what, I'll make you a nice podcast. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll sing your praises on yes. the next podcast. No. Cool. All right. Well, now... It's time to sign off, yeah? Yeah. So, everyone, writing is hard. So take it easy. I'm Mary. And I'm Melissa. Good writing, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.